Yo, it's Bon Bon from the Bonnet and Bon Bon podcast. You're listening to Mikey Crump Radio. Yo, yo, yo! Welcome back to another Mikey Crump radio exclusive, special edition, Corona Remix, Quarantine Ain't Stopping Me from Speaking My Peace, and I got a special guest in the building. State your name to the people. Uh, my name's Dalton Bond, sometimes known as Bon Bon from the Bonnet and Bon Bon podcast. Okay. How's COVID treating you? Uh, it's been a little bit different for the military folks, to be honest with you. Um, we, you know, I mean, there were two, there were, there were some times where we did, you know, quarantine, shelter in place, all of that stuff. Uh, but in a lot of ways, the show had to go on because, you know, I mean, we can't just stop being soldiers. Got you. Got you. So what haven't you been able to do during quarantine and what have you been able to do during quarantine? Uh, the biggest restriction uh, I think most of us saw was our ability to travel, which is not different from a normal person's restrictions on what they could or couldn't do. Um, in, in, in a lot of those ways, it was very similar uh, being military. Now, what I was able to do because I was deemed uh, uh, essential personnel right? Uh, as a military member, I did end up moving from Texas up here to New York. New York, uh, baby. New York. You yeah, in Harlem, a, right? Uh, well, I, I live in White Plains, but I work. Okay. In okay. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So you, so you're in Westchester, Westchester County, Westchester County. Yes. Okay. Sir. Okay. 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 Not too far from the city. You can still take no. the bus to the city. So you good. <laughs> yeah. 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 So let's give the people some history. Can you give a brief description about yourself, who you are and what you do? Uh, sure, man. Uh, I was born and raised in a small town in Texas, uh, ended up moving during high school, graduated high school in San Jose, California. Okay. What part of Texas, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, it's a, it's a town called Wichita Falls. It's kind of the halfway point, depending on your route between Dallas, Texas and Oklahoma city. So are you a Cowboys fan? Yeah. Okay. I, I figured that <laughs> your, your, your fans good. You're going to get a lot of emails about me. I figured that. I figured that. I figured that. You a Cowboys fan? Okay. I'm a Cowboys fan. Yeah. yeah By location, yeah. I ain't really have nothing. Nothing else. Did you? Are you excited that Dak is coming back? <laughs> man, I'm so happy for Dak. That that man, like, however you feel about you know your team and allegiance, like Dak earned his contract. He earned his money. Okay. So okay. so I'm happy for him for that. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. So you say you in the military. So rep your set. What um what military what military um set are you in? Uh, I'm in the army. Okay, United States Army. Army. Okay, yes, United States Army. So, a lot of people get go to the military for different reasons. Some people wanted to, some people want to join the military by playing Call of Duty. Some people want to do for free college tuition. Some people want to do it to travel the world. So, what was your what was the reason that you decided to join the army? Um, a mix of those last two things you said. I I wanted to get my degree. And the money wasn't there and I was running out of options, right? I was just working a dead end retail job. Uh, I knew the money wasn't going to come doing that. And I wasn't qualified to really do anything that I wanted to do. Uh, so as luck would have it, I had a, a close family friend who was a recruiter for the army in that area at the time. So I started talking to him, signed up. And then the other reason was uh, not to sound like a simp, but I was heartbroken. <laughs> and it was a small town 
it was a small town, man. Like you, you, you in Brooklyn. So, yeah. you know, small town, like a hundred thousand people, every part of that town reminded me of this girl. So I was like, I, I got to get out of here, but I, I can't afford to, to yeah. go a anywhere. Girl, a girl from Harlem broke my heart. So I understand. Oh, so, so that's why you in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> a girl in high school. So this is what, 10 years oh, ago, yeah. actually, yo, believe it or not, 10 years ago, like, in two weeks, that's when she broke my heart uh, in high school. Graduation was, day. No, 11th grade. 11th grade. Oh, I was, okay, I was okay. 16 years old. She broke my heart, man. Damn. <laughs> so I understand. I feel you on that heartbreak. Yeah. yeah so, so to get away from, from the memories of her and then to be able to afford to, to get that degree, those were the two reasons I, I joined up. Okay. So what, what is the biggest misconception about the Army? That's a great question. Um, I think a lot of people assume that we are all one type of person. We're all of one mind. Yeah. I think a lot of people assume that once you join, you get sort of brainwashed or indoctrinated into thinking one way about everything. Uh, and that's simply not the case. Um, another one, another big one is that, you know, we're all kicking indoors and shooting people. Uh, okay. There's a lot of people in the army that don't do that. I feel um, you. Yeah, I feel you. So, there's some people that work the front desk. They're not really like out in the trenches. Hey, I listen. My job keeps me in a in a in a poorly lit room looking at a computer monitor. Okay, so okay, okay. So, what is what is what is what is your favorite part of the army, and what is your least favorite part of the army? Uh, my favorite part is the stability. Okay. I didn't miss a paycheck during COVID. I feel you on that cash rules you know around me <laughs> yeah i didn't exactly i didn't the checks don't bounce you know what i'm saying yeah i feel uh, you um but uh, aside from that it, i've been i mean i was on a path to nowhere and now i've i've been from uh south carolina to california to korea south korea to texas to afghanistan now i'm up here in new york new york city was a place that i always dreamed of of having you know, the money or the availability to go and, and spend time there. Now I'm here. And that's crazy. That's crazy the way you say that, because I lived in New York City my whole entire life. So when I was a kid, I was ignorant. I thought that you could take the train everywhere. I thought there was a train station everywhere. I thought there was public transportation everywhere. Yeah, I thought, no. I, I thought like you was, <laughs> I thought, I thought everybody used to eat slices of pizza after school. I thought like you can go get a sandwich or something. So I, no, yeah, man. So I was real no. ignorant when I was a kid. So, cause yeah. you know, I got, my family's actually from Louisiana. So when I went to Louisiana okay. to see my family, it was a culture shock for me. I was like, yeah. I, like stuff closes at six o'clock. I'm like, wow. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Can't buy liquor on Sundays. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, shit. Exactly. And then, yeah. and then y'all in the South, y'all in the football a lot and the whole entire city will shut down if the Saints are playing. I'm like, what? Yep. Yeah. It ain't yep. like that. It Man, ain't like that for the Giants or Jets. Any... I'll tell you that. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hold my tongue. I'm a hold my tongue on that. I mean, technically, <laughs> we're rivals. Technically, we're rivals. I'm a Giants fan. You're a Cowboys fan. So technically, we're rivals. So Right. So but, I don't know. I, I'll say seven wins get you in the playoffs in the NFC East. So <laughs> the first is seven wins. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that division, man. <laughs> uh, like I, For the last three years, I've tried. For the last three years, I told myself at the beginning of the season, nah, fuck that. I'm a Texans fan now. They're still from Texas. It's close enough. <laughs> and I can't do it. They got the grip on me. They're toxic. 
They can't. I can't break that's, away. That's the same. That's the same thing with the like the Knicks. Like the Nets got they like Kevin. Y'all got Durant. a good season going now. Yeah, but both you got to understand both of them. But you got to understand though, we've been we went through eight hard years of bullshit. Yeah. And now like and now everybody like switching to the Nets, and now it's like the Knicks are good. So it's like what? At least what? At least when it comes to the Giants, like at least we I seen two Super Bowls in my lifetime. <laughs> Y'all backed you know into two Super Bowls. Oh look, I don't care. Super Bowl win is a Super Bowl win. <laughs> I don't care. It's a ring. It's a ring. It's a ring. I don't care. Lucky, yeah. unlucky, we won it. We won yeah. it. Yeah. So it's like, is it real military beef between different like army ar- military sets? The Marines don't get along with the army. The Navy don't get along with the Air Force. So like, is that real? Or is nah, that just, that's all. That's is that all. just like the mindset that everybody in the world just assumes? I mean, we we play into it. It's a friendly rivalry. Okay, I got like it. when we're here, when we're here, you know, uh, in the states, you know, it's a friendly kind of back and forth. Like, oh, y'all don't do shit. Oh, okay, blah blah blah. Y'all stay in the office, all that shit. But when I mean, when we go, when we go somewhere else and we got to fight, no, yeah. it's 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 like you got brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like that shit. You know, yeah, at yeah, home, yeah. y'all I fight. fight and I fight shit. my brothers all the time. <laughs> but then you go out in the streets. Exactly. Anybody put a hand on your brother, it's okay. a wrap. So since you said that you came from Texas and you came to New York, so what was the biggest thing you assumed about New York? And what was the biggest shock that you found out when you came to New York? I don't know if I really, I, I, I try as a general rule not to operate on assumptions of anything. Um, Cause you know, I did that for a while and I was wrong so, so often I don't like being wrong. So uh, the biggest shock for me was just, just the sheer number of people. There's a lot of y'all up here. Nine million people, baby. Yeah, that's that don't make no sense. Like I lived in Seoul, South Korea, which is if you compare South Korea to the United States, Seoul is their NYC. Okay. But it was nothing like this, man. This yeah. this shit, this shit yeah. crazy. It's different because like you know, we got five boroughs and each borough can be its own city. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Brooklyn's Brooklyn is a part of it, but that's not a city, but it's as big as a city. Right. It's bigger than yeah. it's bigger than Houston. Yeah, and that's the thing. Houston's the, the closest thing we got. Yeah. But that shit, even even Houston, like it's spread out. Like it's it's it covers yeah. like miles and miles. Never in my life has it taken me three hours to go 22 miles, man. <laughs> unless I was unless I was riding a bike. Yeah. So what 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 kind of food that you like out here? Oh man, I mean, most of the places I've been eating in Harlem, because you know that's around the office where I work. But okay. uh just the ability to get pizza by the slice. You can't do yeah. that nowhere else. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, you can't. You got to order a whole pizza and then let that shit sit in your fridge and go bad and make your make your fridge yeah. stink. You could just get you just get a nice little slice. That's what we used to do when we was kids every day after school when it was. Yo, so what's the was... best pizza in Harlem? Then? What's the yeah. best slice in Harlem? OK, Harlem. OK, I used to live in Harlem. So v- there's a pizza store is on 110th and Broadway called VNT's. That's the VNT's VNT's. That's the best pizza in Harlem. To OK, that's on 110th and Broadway. Is in Amsterdam. It's right next to it's right next to Columbia University. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's so, that's. I mean, I could get away with going there for lunch because. Okay. You know. Then then you got Patsy's. It's on like one fifteenth and First Avenue. They're pretty good too. Like Harlem isn't really known for pizza. You know they they're really known for like maybe the soul food, the takeout yeah. soul food. Yeah. Everybody yeah. everybody talks about Sylvia's, but Sylvia's fell off like twenty years ago. So. Really. Yeah, because my coworker's been talking about Sylvia's, because it's Sylvia. right around the corner. We, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. we're on the corner of 125th and Lennox. So, oh yeah, 125th and Lennox, Malcolm X Boulevard. Yep. Yeah, 
right in the heart of yeah, Harlem. Yeah. Yep. But pizza, VNT, yeah, yeah. VNTs, and Patsy's that in Harlem. If you want like okay. real good pizza, you gotta go like lower. You gotta go lower in Manhattan. You gotta go lower. Okay. You gotta go. You gotta go yeah. to like the village, like the village, like where they film the friends. Yeah. In. All right. So that's where you gotta go for that. Uh, where they film? Man, friends fuck in. friends. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like where they filmed it. So that's where you gotta. Okay. Go all right. All right. To all get right, yeah. like good pizza, like Lombardi's. That's the first ever pizza store that ever existed in the United States. Is a hundred years old. That's in Little Italy, right? It's in a village. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, first ever. First ever. A hundred years old. Family owned. So, so being so being in the military, how do you feel about athletes kneeling for the national anthem? Uh, I, I don't have a problem with it. Um, this so just a quick little piece of backstory. Like I've been learning, uh, just how deep the roots of racism go in all of our systems. Absolutely. Uh. And I've been doing that, and and Kaepernick was actually one of the like kind of flashpoints for me, as far as starting that journey. Um, but I've had you know uh, a lot of it was relationships with people in the army uh, that grew up in you know the east of Philly or uh, somewhere in East St. Louis. You know, uh, people that I wouldn't have come in contact with, right? So that's another thing I'm grateful for with the army is getting to see those different perspectives I never would have seen because the place I come from, it's all like a hard stop. No, he's disrespecting the flag. I see it differently. Um, I see it as a, he very much has a point. Like he's, he's, he's a hundred percent correct in the things that he's saying. And B that's, those are the rights that we fight for when we go fight. Exactly. That's why I wanted to ask you that. Yeah. So I, 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 I think it's very admirable that he was willing to sacrifice, you know, everything really. He was a, he was a, a Super Bowl caliber quarterback and he gave it all up because he saw something bigger than himself. And and to this day he's still donating to to uh nonprofit organizations that help young black citizens know their rights and know how to interact with with the police. So, so how do you feel how do you feel about okay, do you feel like America is like full of shit the way they treat their veterans because everybody always talks about you know we love the troops and all this but when a lot of troops when they finish like touring or finish going to war they really don't get the same treatment they really they some of them are homeless so like how do you feel about how do you feel like america is full of shit the way they treat their veterans i don't hmm, it's a great question i want to be careful how i answer this i i don't think they're full of shit I just think they're not fully aware of everything that needs to be done to support them. Oh, so, 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 so let's, let's, let's go even deeper. Do you feel like we should put an emphasis on military reform? Like, you military know, like, reform, like meaning you know, what better conditions for the soldiers. Cause I, you know, maybe, maybe like, maybe the soldiers don't have like the best conditions, especially like what they're doing. Uh, I think, I think the mechanisms around, especially our young soldiers can be better. Um, I don't think they're not being completely neglected. Again, it's just a, it's a, it's a lack of perspective from being so high up in the decision-making process. Like you don't see what's going on with the, with the, with the, the quote unquote little people. Um, and that's one of the things, you know, I'm, I'm in a position now where I'm, I'm sort of what would equate to mid-level management. 
Uh, and that's one of my, my personal missions while I'm still in is to make life as easy in as many places for young soldiers as I can uh, and still allow the army to continue with its mission of you know, being a warfighting organization. Uh, but I just, it, it's hard to know the full scale of what needs to be done, especially, and I think that might change with this current generation and the next because the taboo on receiving mental health care is going away. It's no longer taboo to speak about it. That was actually going to be like my next question. Do you feel like the military needs to put a focus on mental health? Because when you're in the military, you see a lot. And that kind of could mess up your mess up your mind. Like you see a lot. So like, do you feel like they should put an emphasis on that and have like some mental health breaks for people in the military or even free therapy? Now we do, we do offer, the army does offer free therapy, free, free behavioral health resources while serving. And then even after serving through the the VA, Um, but it's still kind of stigmatized within the ranks. Um, It can still kind of cost you a promotion here later in your career or whatever. But I mean, the resources are there. It's just the culture has to shift. And that's like trying to turn an oil tanker around in a puddle. Uh, It's going to take it's going to take so much time to do that. But I feel like slowly we're navigating towards a more healthy uh, psychological culture. Uh, and, And unfortunately, it's probably going to cost thousands more lives in suicide between now and then. But we are working towards it both on the lower level and all the way up the chain to the, to the senior decision makers. What can the people from the outside do to make the life of a soldier easier? What can we do to make, to make y'all feel good? What can we do? I mean, walking around, even on 125th where, you know, not everybody is uh, sober or coherent, uh, but walking around, we, you know, just the, the, the support of thank you for your service. Uh, most of us don't really know what to do with that comment. It kind of feels weird because we're yeah, not I was used about to that. I was about to, I was thinking about that because like usually people just say thank you for your service and they do that and I'm like yeah, is that but it really... does feel good. Like okay, cool, it does cool. feel good though. It's it's a it's a very big uh, it's a very good especially if it's a bad day. If you're having a bad day and you get that, it it really picks you up. Um, I think the biggest thing though is just to stop using us as pawns in whatever political argument we're having that's what i was about this that's what i was that's what i was trying to get at when i said like do you feel like america's like full of shit because they feel like i feel like they use people in the military as pawns for every excuse they try to make they always use the military and i'm like a lot of y'all people not even really doing nothing to help the soldiers are y'all donating to the soldiers what are y'all doing are y'all sending care packages Y'all just talk. That's another thing. That's another thing. If you know anybody who knows anybody that is deployed, find out the address and send them care packages. We don't need to know who you are. Getting mail when you're down there is the best part of, of a day. It's the best. Like it's it's the only thing that's not okay. Wake up, go to work. You know, roll out, do whatever, eat, chow, go to sleep. It's the only thing that's not that routine. If you get mail, it really like that's a huge boost to your, to your morale, to your, to your ego, you know, even if you don't know the person, if it's from a group of, you know, old ladies in a, in a church somewhere that just knitted 
something for y'all or put together some some trail mix or whatever. Just getting that mail, having that box with your name on it, pick you up better than anything else down there. I agree with that 100% because, yes, we appreciate your service, but we got to make your life easier because you're risking your life for us so we can have the opportunities to do certain things, you know, so we can be free and we can right. kneel, kneel for the national anthem. No. Yeah. And so you can you can speak your opinions and, you know, and and exactly. this is by no means the opinion of the army. I want to make very clear that that's not the opinion of the army. But I was fully in support. You, so I was fully in support. I, as a person, was fully in support of of what happened after George Floyd's death uh, last summer, because how how long can how long can a people stand up and and cry out without eventually it just overflowing into any kind of action, right? How do you tell, how do you tell someone who is grieving how to grieve? The trial, the trial happened. He's, he's guilty and all that. He's trying to have a mistrial because somebody had like a Black Lives Matter shirt that right. was in the, in the, in the, for the, um, you know. In the jury, yeah. In the jury, in the jury. It was a long day. It's a long day today. But yeah. uh, okay, so, okay. So when you're deployed, when you're out the country, the music, the music is bumping with your people. So, like, what's the, what's in the playlist for? I guess the people that you're going to war with, like, what's in the playlist? Because I know, so, like, because a lot of people, I don't, I mean, I, I was never in the military, but I have like family members, and they always say like a lot of a lot of people bond in the military by music. They be like, oh, I discovered this rapper or this artist right. by being in the military. So, what's in the playlist for you and the people that you're deployed with? Um. So true story, I was in Afghanistan when uh, Drake's Scorpion album came out. Okay. And I'm a huge Drake fan. Like okay. I've been a Drake fan since uh, Take Care. So yeah, you've been a fan. <laughs> I've been a fan. I've been a fan. So that was that was just on repeat to the point where uh, sometimes I would go outside at night with my Bluetooth speaker and I would play music, right? couple of weeks after the scorpion album came out i was just sitting outside and somebody came and poked their head outside because they knew it was me because i was playing scorpion on repeat on shuffle and so i mean really it's just music that that, that can you can tie if, you, if it's downtime it's music that you can tie back to a memory or something that you did or a place that you were back here uh if it's if it's game time you know DMX was was high on the list. High on the DMX? List. Hell yeah. RIP, man. RIP, man. I have RIP a, for real. I actually have a story about DMX, and I'm 26. So I met DMX when he was at his peak in 1999 at in the airport. He was in the airport smoking a cigarette, drinking a Heineken. So this was pre-9-11 then? Yep, definitely pre-9-11. This is 99. Yo, that's crazy. Wow. I was five and I knew who he was. I'm like, oh, it's DMX. Of course, everybody. That's the thing. Everybody knew who DMX was. Yes, exactly. Uh, we actually, like, we actually on, we actually on our show last week. Uh, my co-host and uh, longtime girlfriend, Da Bonnet, her mother was on the show and she was a competitive spoken word artist hmm. uh, for years on the circuit. And we were just talking about which rappers were spoken word, which rappers were poets. And she was talking about, we were talking about DMX uh, and, and just as a, just a, one of the rawest yes. spoken word artists ever. One of the most authentic people that ever existed on this earth. For sure. For he sure. Never, like he, he was never changed. No, like, he didn't. 
he he was a he's a multi platinum selling rapper and he's still going to the hood to do shows and like holding the walls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I mean you see that video of his his uh, outdoor shows, man, and people yes, lined yes. up yes. to the point they can't even see him. They're just yes. there to be there, and yes. that's crazy. That that's impact. Oh, you was I was gonna ask you. You was in, you said that you were staying in White Plains, so you was you was near him. You was near him because he was in White Plains Hospital. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you was near him. Yeah, I was here. Actually, was out of town that week. I was in South Carolina visiting my girl because it was my birthday week. He died on my birthday, actually. Okay, okay. He died on my, he died on my 30th birthday. But um, oh, you born 91, 90s born baby. 91. Yes, sir. 91. Yeah. Yep. Damn. So 91 is 30 years ago. <laughs> right. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. I, yeah, like I, I hate said, it as I, much as you do. I turned 20. <laughs> I turned 20. I turned 27 in September. So I know. I know. I'm, I'm coming. Yeah. I, I hate it as much as you do, man. But but <laughs> yeah. everybody from the 90s about to be 30. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. People, but yeah, no, uh, let so, me let me let me tell you another story. Like I know it's old topic. How old? How I realized that I'm getting old. They checked my ID and they said, "Oh, I see the 19. You're good." <laughs> I, you better remember that because I'm never showing you my ID again. Bro, he said, he said, yo, I saw the 19, so you're good. Oh, and I, and I, I mean, that's about facts, it. though. That was 22 oh, years ago. I was like, yo, 2000 is 21 years ago. Yeah. Oh, Man. my goodness. I hate yeah. it here. Yeah, I hate it. Definitely. Debbie, so what you saying? All right, that's <laughs> oh, man. I don't even, oh, oh, yeah. I don't even remember, man, to be honest with you. <laughs> Oh, so, I don't even remember. So you have a so you have a podcast. So explain your podcast. What's your podcast about, man? So, and where is it available? Is it available in all all streaming platforms? It's available Amazon Music, iHeart, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Right, Where, now. wherever it's hot at. So, there we go. So all the big gotta, five. It's it's on the big gotta, five. Yeah. All you gotta do is Google search it, and you'll find it. Yeah, hopefully. I hope that's where we're at. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. we only been we're about we're about eleven episodes in. Yeah, yeah. So, cause you, cause uh, well, I Google, actually, I Google search my podcast and it's dead. So, you know, that's my like mechanism to bad right, girls. Cool. I'd be like, yeah, I'm out here. So I'd be like, do, 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 do. yeah, I'm here. So, uh, okay. So I know, so I know, so I know yours so, is there. Yours is there. I'm gonna check it out too after we finish. Yeah, this. man. But but we just we try to create an atmosphere that's not what you see on TV. It's not that everything's sensationalized. You got to care about this and everything else. Like, oh, a new thing to care about coming up at ten o'clock. Like, no. Nah. Yeah. We just talking like we're sitting at a kickback, you know, uh, we're trying to create that atmosphere so people can take a breath for one hour a week and just remember what it's like to kick it with somebody. Uh, so being in the military and like all the things that you're going to in the military, do you feel like your podcast is a form of meditation to get away from everything that you had to go through in the military in the army? I think yes and no. Uh, to some extent, uh, to some extent, it's a little bit of an escape, but I try to do most of that. I don't want to do, I don't want to be performing while I'm doing that. If I'm going to meditate, that's me time. That's for okay. me uh, and, and my girl at the most. But I mean, it is, it is kind of a way to draw a line, like a harder line between who I am in uniform and then who I am as a person. What, what is, what is like the thing that you want to accomplish most while you're on duty in the army? Like, what is like the thing that, what is like your goal? Like, what is your goal? What do you want to get out of the army? Like, what do you want to get out of it? While I'm still serving and I'm, I'm about, I'm almost nine years in now. I'll be nine years in September. Um, while I'm still serving, there were a lot of things while I was coming up through the ranks that I didn't like in terms of the way 
I felt that I was treated in the way that my peers were treated. Um, and that's kind of where the, the mission I mentioned earlier, as far as just making, making younger soldiers' lives easier where it can be made easier because it's going to be hard. There are things that are going to be hard. That's the nature of the job, but everything doesn't have to be hard. While I'm in, those are the things that I want to fix. And, and while I can continue to uh, increase in rank, I can increase in influence in terms of the number of people I can do that for. After the fact, I actually have uh, political aspirations. So, like, like what? Five more well, years, you're eligible to run for president. Four more years. Now, no, yeah, five more years. Five, five more, more years, years, yeah. You're eligible to run for president. <laughs> well, I mean, I think Dwayne Johnson's running, and I'm no fool. I'm not running against that man. So <laughs> Nobody. You can't mess with The Rock. The people you can't share, mess with The Rock. Man. So, um, but no, I mean, that is that is a, you know, a, a sort of aim for the moon goal is to be president someday. But just to, just to be able to continue my mission for people in the army in terms of making life easier for people in any, you know, wherever I end up being able to make lives easier, specifically for, for marginalized people, right? Uh, oh, yeah. You know, Debonnet, my co-host is, is both black and LGBT. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So she, um, you know, she's a member of two oppressed groups Absolutely. and, and, and my heart, my heart is really with, with communities who have not been served well by the history of our nation. So. Yeah, I feel you on that. Okay, you're from Texas. So what is the biggest misconception of Texas? Because like I said, I'm, I, when I was a kid, I was ignorant about the United States. When I was old, I kind of figured it out. Okay. So like, like they always say, they always say Texas is, Texas is racist. Texas is that. Texas is this. Like, what is the biggest misconception of Texas that is 100% not true? Um, I mean, looking at the news lately, it's hard to say that Texas, Texas, the, the government, the body is not racist mm -hmm. because they're doing the same racist shit that states like Georgia and Florida are doing in, in voter suppression and, and, and shit like that. But it's not, it's not one thing. Texas is not one thing. There's, I mean, you've been to Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of East Texas looks like Louisiana. Absolutely. Um, a lot of West Texas looks like New Mexico and Arizona. Like it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's five very distinct, almost mm -hmm. sub states. And then Houston looks nothing like San Antonio and, and Dallas. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like nothing, nothing. You can, you can drive for a long time and still be in Texas, but, but feel like yeah. you're in an entirely different place. Your, your state is huge. How do, I know I'm, we're, you're in New York and they got a restaurant. Yeah. They got a rest. They got two restaurants named after your state. You got Dallas BBQ and you got Texas fried chicken. How do you feel about that? Well, I, well, the barbecue one offends me. Uh, well, and Dallas, here's why Dallas, Dallas, Dallas barbecue because that's a that's on you know a vegan crazy? right that's on you know it's crazy that's like a New York staple that's like what's like a restaurant what's like a restaurant in Texas that everybody eats at whereas like everybody had it in once in their lifetime what a burger okay so Dallas Dallas so we we don't even call it Dallas barbecue we call it BBQs so BBQs is like a water burger for us like you take your first date there. You got, you have your graduation party there. Like everything, like every, that's like a thing out here. Like everybody had that in their life. Is there, is there a lot of them? Is there a lot of, is there yes. a lot of Dallas BBQs? There's one on the Deegan and I come in the Deegan when I go into Harlem yeah. uh, every day. One so there's the, one on the Deegan and one the, it's, there's two in the Bronx. 
It might mm-hmm. be three in the Bronx. It, um, it's three in the Bronx. It's got one in one in Times Square. They got the big one in Times Square. You got one on in Chelsea near Madison Square Garden where the Knicks play. They got another one. Yeah, it's all okay. over. Yeah, so that's like the so, like I said, that's like the the um, Waterburger of New York, like or or like the Waffle House. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like everybody. Oh shit. Yeah, everybody in New okay. York goes there. They got the I don't okay. drink I don't drink liquor, but like everybody. Everybody goes there for the drinks and the wings. It's it's crazy. Like so that's why I like I always ask people from Texas, like, how do you feel about Dallas BBQ? Because I'm like, I so I've know. never been in. I've okay. never been into a Dallas. But he, here's why it upsets me: barbecue. You can smell it for miles. Yeah, that's that. It ain't that. Trust me. And I can drive by Dallas barbecue, and I'm, I'm we're talking stop and go on the Deacon, bro. I'm stopped in front of it. I got the windows down. I can't smell nothing. Hey, man. <laughs> no, but even when I'm headed, even when I like when I'm headed back is when I'm stopped in front of it most of the time. It's the afternoon. I know they're open, but I can't like, smell nothing. I can't yeah, smell yeah. nothing. It ain't even no barbecue there. That's what you you just said. They go in for the wings. That the ain't wings. barbecue. Exactly. Ain't barbecue. They, going in, they going for the wing. The wings. They got. They got, it. they got ribs. They got ribs and all that. Oh, but it ain't. I know it ain't what it is in Texas. So I always I always ask people from Texas about that because I'm like. I can't, you feel offended. I feel like you feel offended about it. A little bit, a little bit. I know, because I know when I see New York pizza, I'm like, that ain't New York pizza. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So, you gotta try it. I had a homegirl in the army from Brooklyn, though. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, and she yeah she hates hearing oh New York style pizza on TV shows like uh, look no, Axel no. about Dallas BBQ shows she's like yeah that's that's the staple <laughs> she'll tell you uh, no nah, because she's in Texas now she does she doesn't have real barbecue okay okay yeah but she yeah. but she'll still be like yeah Henny Colada <laughs> 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 yeah that, you gotta uh, you gotta go there you gotta go there before you leave New York you gotta go there at least right, once yeah, all right gotta... I I will vow to you right now I'll go there. I'll go there. <laughs> sure, I got I'll you go on. With... I got you on Facebook, so I'll let you know when I go. Yeah, yeah facts, facts, facts. I should I go with you? <laughs> I bet, bet, bet. So, how since you're from Texas, how how did you adjust to the weather in New York? Uh, so I came in here in January, oh, right before the gosh. big, right before the big, uh, the big snowstorms. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was rough, man. I just stayed in the house. To be honest I'm with you. Fr- look, I'm from here. I lived here for 26 years, and I still hate the weather. So I know in Texas, with y'all got y'all humidity, and it'd be like ninety-five degrees in like March. <laughs> and you said you was in South Carolina too, right? Uh, yeah, that's where my girl is right now. Yeah. Yeah. So you go from Texas, South Carolina, and then you come to cold New York, where it's cold from December to May. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been outside in shorts. I can't hold you though. It got up to fifty. I was like, I'm wearing shorts. Don't worry. Don't worry. When when you're gonna feel at home in like August. That's yeah. when it gets to like a hundred degrees out here. August. Oh yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. You're gonna feel. See, at I can home. do a hundred. Yeah. You're gonna feel at home. <laughs> I can do a hundred, man. I used to play football in hundreds. Oh yeah. You're from Texas. Yeah. That's what yeah. I do. We play yep. up here. Up here's basketball. Down there's is football. Yeah. I know. I'm trying to get my coworker to take me to the Rucker. But the Rucker, the Rucker is not what it used to be. You gotta go to Dykeman. Okay. Go to Dykeman. Dykeman. That's right, where bet. it's like. That's what. That's the new Rucker. Okay. Dykeman's the new Rucker. All right. Rucker, like the NBA players go to Dykeman now. I they bet. used to go to Rucker when I was a kid. Actually, yeah, I mean KD went through there in the lockout. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was a decade. That was a decade ago though. That was a, <laughs> that was man, a decade ago. Don't say that to me. I that was, was a decade I ago. I was there. I played in Rucker. A, I played I played in the Rucker that year too. Not in the was, adult division. I played in the kids, right. the, the um high school division. But yeah. That but that was a decade year. ago? That was a decade ago. Man. 
it was all was that July 2011. Shit, that was fucking 10 years ago. 2011 was 10 years ago, man. Yeah. So I need another drink. That's what I need. (laughs) Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's probably gonna go to Dykeman. Yeah. All right. Kobe Bryant went to Rucker Park, but everybody's going to Dykeman now. So that's all right. So who you who you taking out the East this year? In basketball? Because I know you I know you conflicted. I'm a Knicks fan. I hate the Nets with a passion. Oh, so, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I hate the Nets. But if you want to be real, right, if you the delusional mindset that I have is gonna say Knicks in seven, just, right. just because. But over who? <laughs> that's just delusion. That's just delusion. <laughs> you just gotta say that all for delusion. Be like, yeah, I know Knicks I'm a Cowboys seven. fan. I know <laughs> exactly. I'm a Cowboys fan. Man. Y'all taking it. The Cowboys is taking it every it's our year. year. It's our year, yeah, bro. It's our year. We. Oh yeah, Ezekiel was injured. Yeah, yeah. He he go. He oh, go. Yeah. He no, go. no, no. Yeah, nah. But in reality. I gotta go. I gotta go with the Nets. If the Nets are healthy, there's nobody that can beat them if they're healthy. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah. if let let I'm gonna be honest. You got Kevin Durant. You got James Harden and Kyrie Irving. Those are three of the best players in the NBA. So it's like, yeah, come on, yeah, come on. That's like the Warriors yeah. when they had Steph and KD and Clay. It's like they're unbeatable. Yeah. If the if the Nets are healthy, they're unbeatable. So but, that was my next question. Who's coming out the West? Cause that's I a no. That's a nightmare. Nobody. I don't know. That's that's, a, <laughs> we gotta stay tuned. We gotta that's stay a tuned. nightmare. The West. I don't even know who's coming out of the, the the Lakers are now in the in the play in. So yeah, yeah. They they're gonna make it out. They're gonna get out. They're gonna get out of it. I don't know because Dallas keeps on winning. And Bro, Luca's a and, problem. And Portland got an easier schedule than the Lakers. Yeah. So they the Lakers actually might stay in the play in. So Luca's a problem. Luca's yes, a problem. Definitely. He's 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 a he's a, a freak of nature, man. He's yeah. a freak of nature. He's a freak of nature. All right, so let's talk football. Who, okay. Who you who, 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 who you taking? And it's really hard to bet against the Chiefs right now. Yeah, they they're like the Chiefs. They're, the Chiefs are what the Warriors were in 2013. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie to you. I think it's gonna be a repeat of last year's Super Bowl. It might be, man. Honestly, I mean injuries obviously are, are a bigger and, and factor Edelman, in that league. Look, look, but... And Brady's trying to recruit Edelman to come to come out of retirement to go to the Buccaneers. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I think it's gonna be they got four net. Like, come on, like, come on. The Buccaneers yeah. are unbeatable. You know, both of us want to say Dallas or the Giants, but that's yeah, not gonna happen. Ain't nobody coming out of the <laughs> NFC East, man. No, that's nobody. not gonna happen. Definitely not the Eagles. And Washington, hey. they don't they don't even have a name, so I don't know. <laughs> hey, I like it. I like the Washington football team as a name. Me too. I rock I like with it. it. Yeah. I like yeah, but yeah, they're not they're not coming out of nowhere. Nah. They're not they're not coming out. Then the Giants, no. the giant Daniel Jones can't even keep hold of the ball. He fumbles with every play. You know, Dak is nice, but he can't stay healthy. And he ain't got no and he ain't got no weapons. They too inconsistent. On paper, mm-hmm. Dallas actually is like a 13 and 3 team on paper. Yeah. I'll tell you that. They have been for a decade. And Madden, they be unbeatable. They got right. like five people with 90 ratings. Like, how yeah. y'all how y'all lose to the Giants? <laughs> Yeah. I'm I'm more of a college football fan than a than an NFL we, fan at this point. See what where I'm from, we don't have a BCS team, so I, I never yeah. really got into in New York. We don't have a BCS team. We don't. Yeah, have see, a, I'm from I'm from Longhorn territory, man. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, the, the um, Texas Longhorns. We don't have yeah. that, so it's like we never. I never really got into college football because we never really had a BCS team. Like, yeah, I I got think about it. I'm Buffalo got hot the last couple of years, right? Buffalo. I don't think Buffalo is a BCS team. Are you sure? They might be FBS. Hmm. Khalil Mack went to Buffalo though. Um. Oh, we got Syracuse, but Syracuse is eight hours away. So. Oh yeah. Syracuse is eight hours away. I've never been to Syracuse a day in my life. So it's like, only I didn't even know. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, okay, being from New York City, we don't go 
to other places. We only stay in New York City and we go to Westchester. That's the furthest we'll go north is Westchester. So yeah. I never I know y'all was all up here when they moved uh when y'all when they moved DMX's body. I know I know yeah. a lot of people up here yeah. from the city. His funeral was actually in my neighborhood church, his funeral. So old dirty bastard's funeral was here too. But yeah, I'd be thinking like, yeah, I've never really been to like Syracuse, never been to Buffalo. Yeah. Like, because that's like yeah. eight hours away. So it's like, why am I going there? Right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, never been there. I'm trying to think. I now never been to Buffalo. Only time people go further north is when they go to jail or when they go to college. I went right. to college, but I stayed in college in the city because I'm a podcaster and my dream was to be in the media. So right, yeah, yeah. So anything else you want to add before we before we step off? Nah, man, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, man, I pre I appreciate you for coming on, man. Yeah, no, it was it was fun, man. It was a good time. Yeah. What's your what's your social media? What's your social media at so that people can follow you and anything you want to plug in, plug in before we get out of here. All right, man. I'm on Instagram uh, at uh, underprecedented. I think that's it. Let me check. <laughs> you don't know your Instagram? <laughs> no, I don't know my Instagram handle, bro. Yeah, Instagram at underprecedented. Uh, I'm on Twitter at uh, thebond.com. Uh, the bond like James Bond. That's my last name. Uh, and then we have a Facebook page. You can search for the, uh, the bonnet and bonbon bon with the, it's an ampersand instead of the word and. Okay. All right. All right. So I appreciate you for joining us, man. Peace. Hopefully we can do this again. And hopefully we can, yeah, go, to sure. hopefully we can go to Dallas barbecue together. All right, <laughs> I, man. I'm, I'm a vegan. So I got, I'll come out of retirement. Oh Lord. Okay. All right. Those are high stakes. Those are high stakes. All right, bro. Yo, take care. Yo, peace. Peace. Out.